Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 3, Unfinished. And my co-host with me here today is, as always, Jennifer Runkle. Hello. Hi, Jen. Hey. Well, we're back. We're after, back. After, what's up? Oh, God. Last time we that podcast, that, that <laughs> saying was still around. <laughs> I bet there's so many people that listen that don't even know what that means. Oh, yeah. That was, what was it a, what was the commercial for that did that? Budweiser? Was it a beer commercial? I think so. Remember there was a wasabi one. Wasabi. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Well, that was like early 2000s. Yeah. It was a commercial and that was... And it was just like a bunch of guys calling each other and doing that and it was very annoying. Well, it was funny at first for some reason. Right. And then it went on too long. Yeah. But people don't say that about this podcast. <laughs> they say not. They say they don't get enough of it. So... So now we, we're back. Yeah, we did have, we anticipated a long break, and it's been a long break. Uh, we were in Hawaii. We had a great time. It's a lot of travel to get out there. It was so much travel. <laughs> I think that's the last time we do that kind of distance for a vacation. I, I think outside of Hawaii, unless we're going to Asia or... Yeah, I still want to go to Bali someday. Yeah, and Australia. And Australia. But I think we're a good five to ten years out from <laughs> one of those kind of trips to... Especially waiting until Tyler's older will be better. Although he did pretty well. Yeah, he's fine on the plane. Just give him his tablet and his phone to listen to. He didn't really complain, but um, just having a kid with you makes it a little more challenging. Right. Can't go quite as fast through the airport as you want to. And then we had Christmas up in Erie. So we got back from our vacation. We had two days to unpack and then repack for cold weather. (laughs) It was below zero. With wind chill the entire time we were there. Yeah, negative 15 at one point, so that was fun. Um, but seeing family was nice, and then we had family over for a very late Hanukkah gathering at our house this past weekend. Yes. Where we found out that my sister-in-law is still listening to our podcast. <laughs> hi, even, Mariah. Hi, Mariah. Even though we hadn't heard from her about it in, you know, probably at least a year. She's know, behind, though, so it's been I know she started. Listens. Even one of our kids was starting to listen with her, and but he didn't like the show. Right. He, he said like all it was was sex jokes. Right. I wonder if he changes to now that he's a few years older. Well, I, I'd challenge him to skip to Return of the Shirt. Like, if if you watch the first few episodes and you're not really into it, I'd say, you know, watch Return of the Shirt. And if it doesn't inspire you to watch on, then I, I get it. Okay. So I thought that was the really, really the first example of How I Met Your Mother being such a great show. I could see that. We have an email from Danielle. It's about this episode, so we'll wait until the end to read it. Sounds good. And I have a fun fact. I was reading an article about the name Tracy for the mother and how, remember the stripper in mm-hmm. that Thanksgiving episode was named Tracy? Yes. So they didn't eventually plan on naming the mother Tracy. When they were trying to figure out what name to give her, Late in the seasons, they thought, why don't we go back to that name of the stripper, since that was sort of a joke. That that's right. how, when he said, that's how I met your mother. And that's what makes the name kind of a little stickier. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. We had, we had discussed that a couple times, on and off, in the past. we finally gotten more Josh Radner and Fleischman's in Trouble, is that what it's called? Yeah, Fleischman's in Trouble, Josh Radner plays the husband of one of the characters in the first three episodes he only popped up once but the last two he's popped up a lot more and 
he's sort of a, you know, a struggling husband Mm -hmm. married to someone who's just sort of lost interest in anything except her old friends (laughs) who she seems to want to spend more time with than with him and the kids. So... But there was a very, very much a reflection of <laughs> me and Steve at one point in their dynamic. Which one was that? I'm not it was like she. That. Even though it was last night, we watched it. They were about to leave for a trip, and she like just shows up, and he's like, "I had this time to the minute." <laughs> right, that's me. And Jen always messes up my timetables. I mean, at this point, you should just know to make your timetables an hour past what you think they're going to be. I've learned to adjust my patience for it, <laughs> but I still try and be aspirational with when we want to get to places. We also got a tweet from a Christine saying that she loves our show. Thanks, Christine. Keep on listening and please contribute whenever you get you know an idea of, of something you'd like to mention to us. And speaking of Twitter, I noticed that Craig Thomas, who's actually still on Twitter, I think Carter Bay's left Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah, for the whole Elon Musk of it all. <laughs> but Craig Thomas actually answered a fan's question, having something to do with the time they stopped at Papaya King and did they get run sheet uh, uh, Hot dog. dog. And he answered them and said, oh, sorry, we should have completed that in the show. But yes, they did. So it makes me wonder, you know, we always said if we have one burning Mm -hmm. question, we'll ask him of this. Um, And so I think now maybe there's a little more freedom to ask him a question. I thought maybe we'd want to settle the whole Grinch debate (laughs) of whether it's the B word or the C word that it was covering up. But we want to give I mean, that really would have been thought. better to ask like a month ago, two weeks ago. <laughs> well, maybe it is still close enough to the holidays that yeah. it, it's got a holiday theme. He's more inspired to answer it. True. But being that we are a podcast about his show and he's willing to answer a random fan. Right. So yeah. I'm thinking I'll make a run at it. Sounds good. Okay. Unfinished. What were your thoughts to start? Um, there was a few times I like really laughed out loud. I snorted at one point, so (laughs) (laughs) I actually did enjoy this episode. I did too. And as we get further out from what I think are the glory seasons of How I Met Your Mother, this is one of the ones that we sort of have to cling on to and be like, okay, there's still some good ones left. And I feel like this one, it's a top 100 for me. You can take a stab at where exactly it is later, but... I thought there was a lot of really good jokes in this. Um, it really moved the story forward. Mm-hmm. And it had more than one good storyline going at, at once. So I, I was a fan of this show. Episode. Thanks. I was a fan <laughs> of this episode. I hate it when I do that. I've noticed I've done that a lot in the past, is say show instead of episode. And <laughs> I always get irritated when I hear a replay of our podcast and I say that. Right. Well, you're welcome then. <laughs> so we start off with... Ted giving a lecture at Columbia. We, we find out this is in 2010. The whole theme of his intro is that he wanted to give a lecture that changes someone's life. And then he did that in 2010. Um, his lecture that he's giving in this scene is sort of titled Unfinished. And this becomes the theme throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. He's talking about a building that was designed by a by an architect named Antony Gaudi. I didn't check to see if this was real. I assume it is, since he had a picture of both I think it the is. building and the architect. I think it is. At least, that was the impression I got when I was reading through trivia. Yeah, the guy didn't get to finish building the building because he got hit by a bus while it was being built. 
So did the building ever get finished? Or like, I mean, that's the question I have. I mean, the, <laughs> like, the picture we get didn't look like an unfinished building, but right. maybe they finished it without him. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, I don't think you leave a building half built just because the architect died. You find a new architect. Maybe architects were a little more rare. Although it couldn't have been that long ago because he got hit by a bus. Well, it also said 1926. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the date. Yeah. I had to double check it, too, because at first I thought he said 18-something. I was like, there's no buses then. And then <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if they're titled architects back then because, like, back in the, whatever, 1400s and 1500s, or really more 1500s, Leonardo da Vinci was an architect. They'd hire him to help design structures and buildings and such. Okay. He was also sort of a quote-unquote engineer, so I, I just wonder if there were a lot of architects by title at that time. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. As he's going through this lecture, he sort of pauses, and he's looking at a little toy plane that he's holding. And then it kind of just stops. Yeah, and they, they back up. They, the narrator says, let's back up a few days. They're at McLaren's. Barney's checking out a few chicks. And wants Ted to go in wingman with him. Marshall offers. Barney says, uh, yeah, we've tried this before. So we get a flashback <laughs> to Barney approaching a girl at a bar saying, hi, I'm Barney Stinson. And Marshall comes up behind him and goes, and I'm Marshall, Barney's wingman. And then he like keeps like nodding to Barney and like, raising his <laughs> eyebrows. like just so awkward. And Barney just gives up at that point and says to her, thank you for your time. And he walks away. <laughs> right. They're, they return to the booth. Robin, well, first of all, Barney goes off on his own to talk to the women. Robin mentions that she was watching TV last night and she stumbled upon a random satellite channel that picks up a certain local Chicago newscast that we cut to her on the couch and we see her watching TV and Don Frank being introduced on the news. Yep, it's Ted you know, commiserates with her. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Are you okay? Robin said that at first she was shocked, but she's finished with that. And that sort of becomes a running tagline. Yeah. So she turns the TV off. So finished with that. Finish and unfinished are the, the alternating, uh, words that they're using here. Yeah. She announced that it was a peaceful moment of closure. Yeah. Everyone's like, that's great. And then Lily doubtfully says, where's the poop Robin? (laughs) Robin is confused. And Lily explains that when, she was young. She had a dog named Bean, which is not one of the more inspired dog names on the show. As <laughs> we've discussed, usually they're really oh, that's great true. at naming dogs. It's no but tidbit. yeah, he may, whenever he makes a face that Robin's making right now, they know there was poop somewhere in the house. <laughs> I've seen this on dogs. Like sometimes you can tell they're guilty about something. Mm-hmm. Although I can't say I saw a certain look of guilt on Robin's face. Robin denies this. Lily persists. Continuously, and then Robin gives in. <laughs> she breaks pretty easily. And we get a cut to her back on that couch. She's <laughs> with a bottle of liquor on the couch and, you know, looks like an almost empty bottle. Um, she says aloud, Don, here's some breaking news. There's a zit breaking out on your forehead. Finish with that. And then throws the bottle. Yeah, she chugs the last little bit of the bottle, throws it, and then opens another one. <laughs> She explains that they never had a final showdown, so yelling at him felt kind of good. And everyone's like, okay, okay yeah, that's now great. Now I truly am over him. And Lily still doesn't believe Where's it. Where's the poop? Robin says, okay, okay. And we go back to the flashback, and it's her clearly leaving Don a voicemail message saying, I'm going to kill you. 
I'm going to fly to Chicago, kill you, put your stupid face on a deep dish pizza and eat it, and then maybe catch a Bears game. But mostly the killing and eating your face thing. (laughs) I like the way the sentence was structured. Right. So Lily wants Robin to give her the phone. It's time to delete Don's number. Robin doesn't want to do that. It's a one-time thing. Lily still pushes. Robin says it's deleted. Marshall sort of throws shade at Barney, saying, you know, I guess it didn't go so well solo. And by solo, I meant you were flying solo. You got shot down. I like Ted's nodding approval of this joke. <laughs> Barney didn't get shot. Well, he got shot down, but he's he always will get the yes. He's going to put them in the ignoring phase now and reapproach later, I guess. I don't know. I didn't take it as he got shot down, just that he's like laying the groundwork for the game. Okay. Yeah, that could be. Lily wants to know why Barney can't just take girls out to dinner like normal people. And Barney sort of flips the script on sort of the three-date rule. As opposed to usually people talk about the third day you can have sex. In Mm -hmm. his mind, after three dates, he'll actually take them out to dinner. (laughs) Right. I like that. Turn around. Rebecca Columbia University. And Ted's saying he had a surprise visitor. It's Barney that first Ted says, oh, God, you're dating one of my students. It's Rachel, isn't it? And then says how that's wrong, but now he wants details about it. Fine, give me the details. I like Barney calls him out. (laughs) No, you pent-up old perv. (laughs) (laughs) Which is unusual from Barney. Right, that's why it's so funny. Yeah. When Barney does things unexpected, it, it elevates the joke. Right. So Barney brought him a present, and I guess it's the blueprint for the building he had designed for GNB. Yeah, and then the narrator reminds us of the past where they hired Ted to build the new GNB building, and then the project was eventually scrapped, and his heart was broken ultimately. Yep. So Barney wants them to be co-workers, bro-workers again, and says that you know they're going to build the building. We cut back to the apartment. Marshall is celebrating and excited about the idea that Ted's going to be back working with them again. And Ted thinks he's not going to do it. Yeah, he doesn't want to work for G&B again, which I get. Like, he's he happy burned. right now. These guys, Those guys are evil. And then Marshall counters that, you know, the Death Star was evil, but it was gonna, it's going to be built anyways. And... Who do you think the architect of the Death Star is pretty psyched to have that thing on his space resume? Yes, his design was flawed in the sense that a single bullet fired into a particular event would explode the whole thing. Ted says, for all we know, that was the contractor's fault. So we do find out in the (laughs) movie Rogue One that the architect actually did that on purpose, so it could be destroyed. So he was a secret rebel guy? He was forced to help them build it. Mm, And in in being forced to be in, in, in having to help them build it, he designed that in there and then was able to get that information back out to rebels that if you hit it here, it's going to blow up. Well, that's why you so should was, make people do things they don't believe in. Yeah, it was all by design. <laughs> but we don't know that until that movie was right. done. Yeah, yeah. So that's always been sort of the running gag. And at this point, we didn't, you know, Rogue One wasn't out yet. Right. Not by a long shot. Well, that's good that they heard the question and answered it. Ted says he knows it's hard to understand, but he has a quiet, simple, happy life, and he likes it that way. So his answer has to be new. Cut to him at GMB telling Barney this. Barney doesn't fight back. Of course not. He doesn't mind. And then <laughs> Rachel walks in. As Ted's leaving. That's good. And just Ted's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Barney knew who Rachel was. 
No, I feel like after Ted, Ted mentioned yeah. that he had to come back and no, check her out. No, in my head, he, Ted said that, and then Barney had to figure out who this was. That's exactly what I just said. Oh, I thought you said something else. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm guessing he stalked his classroom, waited to see a hot girl, and say, are you Rachel? <laughs> something of that nature. It's best that we don't see that that, that happens off screen. Right. It would Makes it surprise. funnier. Yeah. Okay. We're at McLaren's. We have Ted, Barney, and Marshall there. Ted's still talking about <laughs> the Death Star architecture. And asks Barney to back up his his thesis. Barney ignores him and offers to get another drink for Marshall. Um, Ted thinks this, he's doing this because he's mad at him because he turned down the job. But Marshall is unaware that Ted turned down the job and it sort of hurt otherwise. Which is really just Barney saying he always gets the yes right. when he's telling Marshall that. Ted had not yet accepted the job. Right. So Ted recognizes that this is what Barney says when he's trying to pick up a girl. And then Marshall says, yeah, you know, it seems like he's putting the moves on you. There's sort of a running gag of maybe it's not him putting the moves on you for that. He just is into you. And you know what? I like I like you too. <laughs> Marshall together. and Lily both <laughs> are into that. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm trying to remember Danielle's email, but I think she didn't like that joke. Oh. I thought it was okay. Yeah, Marshall, you know, Ted's not sure. He says that's a little crazy even for Barney. Marshall says that they should you know, just watch what he does next and see if it goes along with what he usually does when he's trying to pick up a girl. Right. The next thing he'll do is sort of insult them, which Barney comes back to the, the table and, and does insult him, says that he has a hairstyle. <laughs> he, he, at first he tries to set it up as a compliment and then insults mm-hmm. a person and then says cheers to them. So he does that to right. a girl in a flashback. And then we get him coming back to the table and telling Ted that he admires that he's sticking with the hairstyle that's been co-opted by the lesbian community. To Ted! Yeah. Robin in Ted's apartment. Lily comes in. Well, it's her, her apartment, too. I said Robin in Ted's apartment. Oh, I thought you said Robin's in Ted's no, apartment. No, I said we're at Robin in Ted's apartment. Got Apparently it. we're not listening to each other today. No. <laughs> but Lily comes in. Robin you know, says hi, and Lily immediately, I smell poop all the way from the hallway. What has she been doing there? Coming to confront Robin. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they hang out all the time. Yeah, what else would they be doing? <laughs> so Robin admits she left on another message. Robin's, we get a flashback to Robin on the couch, on the phone again, leaving him another message. This just in is what I'm going to say when I'm stabbing you. <laughs> <laughs> We've mentioned this one before because she's used this line in a fantasy sequence. Uh, it's when... Lily and Marshall are sort of imagining what will happen if everyone finds out that they're trying to have a baby. And the thing they imagine with Robin is she's on the news and saying, this, this just in is what Marshall's going to say to Lily as <laughs> right. they attempt to have a baby having sex. <laughs> so they go back to this well, but I think it was worth it. Yeah, definitely. In fact, this one was even better than the last one. Yeah, yeah. Lily's confused because Robin said deleted Don's number, but Robin <laughs> lets her know that, you know, the phone asked if, I was sure, and I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's like deleting a part of your life that you're not ready to delete. Robin sort of... Getting a little... Turns it around on Lily and says... She says she's going to delete one of her numbers on her phone, see how she likes it. Lily think, doesn't think that's that exists on her phone, and Robin finds super kicks karate. that She found that pretty fast. <laughs> no, not that one. That's my dojo. I have like what I feel like must be a thousand numbers on my phone that you have to go through letter by letter. In alphabetical order. Right. It would take a while to get to Super Kicks Karate. 
<laughs> yeah. Lily says that's her dojo. She took an introductory class, and we get a great flashback of this. <laughs> this is very, this is almost very Seinfeld of Kramer yeah, exactly. training with kids. <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking when it started. But Lily enters a classroom and asks where the adult class is, and a little karate kid says, What's the matter, lady? You scared? Instead of, no, he didn't say you scared. He goes, A scared? <laughs> and like little kid talk. <laughs> Billy fights back that she's a kindergarten teacher, please. He goes, I hated kindergarten all three times. <laughs> Good line. Yeah. And so Lily says, you know, she's going to sign up for more lessons. Robin wants to know how long ago that class was. Lily does, is not sure, but it was everyone was going, what's up? Robin wants to know how she remembers that. We get a quick flashback to what happens after she interacts with the little kid and it's the kid like has clearly has <laughs> taken her, her to the to ground, the ground and is <laughs> saying was uh <laughs> robin says it's a number she'll never dial again she just keeps it there because it reminds her of a better version of herself or over what she could be and then lily agrees to delete it ted and marshall enter and Ted's lamenting that he finally knows what women go through. He gets it now. <laughs> I like Robbins. For the last time, I don't care how big it was, it was not the same as giving birth. <laughs> so it's a gross. gross. It's a gross joke, but I, I don't know. I kind of like that one. <laughs> Marshall also thinks it's gross. <laughs> Barney, Marshall corrects. Barney's been putting the moves on Ted. Lily does that. Although I'd like you two together. <laughs> and Marshall you know, tells everybody, you know, Barney's trying to get Ted to design the new G&B building. And they want to know which moves he's put on Ted, and they sort of go through the list, and and we see cuts to examples of him doing things like bragging on himself in a form of a complaint, and then we get a bunch of brags by Tyler. I said by Tyler, <laughs> a bunch of brags by Barney about how great GMB is. Right. Um, intense eye contact thing. They cut to a flashback of McLaren's where. Uh, Barney offers to split some jalapeno poppers with Ted and is staring intensely into his eyes. This is establishing intimacy through physical contact is next. <laughs> yeah, Ted's talking about why jalapeno poppers are so good. Barney agrees and then like keeps trying to like put his hand on Ted's hand or on his arm and <laughs> Ted just Eventually, gets confused. Like, Dude! <laughs> Ron wants to know why Ted doesn't just outright reject him again. And Ted admits it's nice to be wanted. Robin said, thinks that Ted's going to give in. Um, through this, Lily interjects that Robin never deleted Don's number. We get a boo from Marshall. Robin fights back that, you know, give... The thing, same thing she did to Lily. Yeah, like, give me your phone. Let me see what you have trouble saying, you know, deleting and, and walking away from. Yeah, Marshall's not concerned at all. Robin finds Edwin, which, again, like... Immediately. <laughs> Yeah, it takes one second to find a random name named Edwin. Yep, Marshall Media. Oh, no, not that one. That's the booker for my club my band plays at. You have my all-lawyer funk band? The funk, the whole funk, and nothing but the funk? So we cut get to... get a flashback. <laughs> we cut to a bar where they're the only four people at the bar there to see him. <laughs> Robin's got a horrified look on her face. Lily's super psyched. Lily's all dressed up as if for a big jazz show. She's got, like, a <laughs> fedora on her head. <laughs> So Marshall's band. But did you see her face? Well, it was yeah, the typical Lily, yeah, like, all proud, and it was very cute. <laughs> Marshall's band members all have English barrister wigs on, <laughs> and Marshall's wearing his three foot tall cat in the hat hat. 
from the intervention episode. And he's also carrying a briefcase. Briefcase, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a funny scene. It's a very, yeah. And then the end, he's just kicking. I don't know what that one, like, just sent me. <laughs> <laughs> and just the way he was moving across the stage, like. He's, like, gyrating. <laughs> <laughs> like, it should have been so stupid, but it was so funny. <laughs> it played well. It worked. Yep. So, Robin <laughs> reminds him, that was four years ago. Marshall's coming to terms with, they're not going to get another gig. They're not playing again. Robin's rubbing it in, see it's hard to hit that delete button, isn't it? Yeah, Marshall points out that without that number in his phone, he's just a corporate lawyer working 60 very unfunky hours a week. <laughs> so with all this, Robin deletes Don's number all the way. We cut to GMB. Ted's there. He tells Barney that he's absolutely not taking the job. And but Barney got him a little airplane. Yeah, Barney gets him a little airplane to represent the spirit of adventure. And Ted goes, stop it. Stop looking at me like I'm the only person in the world who matters. I'm not designing GMB Tower. Barney says he knows they hired someone else. We go to McLaren's. Ted's talking to Marshall and saying that he's resorting to the oldest move in the book. Pretend to take the offer at the table, so I'll want it more. Marshall says it's not a move. This is what's actually happening. He's executing the paperwork for a new architect. Ted does start to panic now. Right, and still is like, no, this is just one of Barney's moves. Marshall says, no, look, the senior partners were getting impatient, and you didn't even want the job. We see Ted burst into Barney's office at GMB and says he'll do it. Barney says it's too late, but Ted will design it for half of what they're paying the other architect, and he'll know, he'll do stuff they would never do. Lobby, lobby stuff. stuff. <laughs> Which is, I guess, some sort of double entendre. But, <laughs> um, and then Bart and Marshall... Marshall can't yeah. keep quiet. He, he spills the tea. It was, it was a move. Yeah, he was Barney's wingman, and he never gets to be the wingman. And Barney is justified in not using Marshall as a wingman. Thus confirming he is the world's worst wingman. They try and convince Ted this is this is what you really want. Ted says no, it's not. It's th- that's not what this means. It's just because he fell for some creepy pickup artist voodoo of of uh, Barney's that he uses on countless women uh, to get them into bed. Barney says two hundred thirty six. So that's thirty six more since that. Yeah. Whatever episode it was, he was hitting two hundred. Yeah. I wonder how many. He's been busy. What the time frame that is. <laughs> Marshall says, no, Ted, you want to do this okay? You're just scared of getting hurt again. But you can't let feel, fear steal your funk. That That's is good. good. <laughs> There's a song in there. That's good. <laughs> and Marshall excuses himself to work on the song, presumably. <laughs> Barney tells Ted, you know, this is your dream. And Ted says it's not. Like he, he goes into a long speech about how he's happier without all the pressure in his life now. Yeah. He loves being a professor. Like, teaching is fulfilling. He's happy he's not letting go of that. Rebecca McLaren's Robin enters. Hey guys, Lily, immediately. Where's the poop, Robin? You're like a, how do you do that? You're like a bomb sniffing dog, except with poop. You're a poop sniffing dog. I think that's just called a dog. Yeah, so she, she admits she called Don again. We get the flashback where it looks like she's trying to walk back everything she already said, but as she's halfway through it, she said, she says, but I want to say from the bottom of my heart, I am going to kill you. No, no, I'm not. I'm happy for you. And that Asian slut on your Facebook page. She's dead, too. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, wondering what's going on. I thought you deleted his number. Well, she memorized it. You can't delete contacts from your brain, Lily. 
Lily convinces her she has to achieve closure. Robin says that's never going to happen. Don and her will always Don will always be a loose end, and they'll always be unfinished. <gasps> the theme of the episode. <laughs> but you know, it's a you know very vulnerable moment from Robin, where she said like you know she finally kind of opened herself to moving forward in a relationship. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I just feel bad for Robin. <laughs> she got roundhouse kicked by love. <laughs> no, that that does the opposite in uh, the wedding bride. I know giving around house makes... kick, love, giving love around house kick actually achieves the but love. But that doesn't make any sense, so I'm co-opting it. Okay, the opposite. Fair enough. We're back at Ted in his class, finishing up the lecture from the beginning of the episode. And as he's giving a long speech about unfinished things, we see scenes of the others of the group struggling with their own unfinished life events. <laughs> uh, Lily's cooking and doing little air karate chops. Like, kicks the refrigerator door closed. And Marshall's vacuuming with the uh, cat in the hat hat on. (laughs) Robin's looking at a picture of her and and Don. But as he's going through the lecture, he stops suddenly. We're back at kind of where we started. Mm -hmm. He runs out. He almost gets hit by a bus. (laughs) Note the obvious parallel. But I thought that was a nice little touch. Right. And another little one is, you know, he's giving his lecture at the end. Until you finish it, it will always be. And he doesn't, like, end the sentence. He just leaves. He's back at GMB. He comes in. Hey, Barney. Hey, Rachel. (laughs) Rachel, why aren't you in class? Why aren't you in class? So Barney realizes Ted's going to take him, but first Ted makes him do what he doesn't want to do to court somebody, <laughs> which is to take them to dinner. And then he and then he gives him what he wants, the yes. We cut to Robin on the couch again. I, actually, like before we go to Robin, i got to say, I, it's very satisfying to see Ted take the job because we know that it is what he wants and what he always has wanted. And if we ended this episode and he just was like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I don't know. What's the there's, point of the episode? Yeah, there's something about, uh, you know, God bless you if you're like, no, I just want to have a nice, simple career as a professor. But I think as a viewer, you're kind of like, you wanna, you're want you ambitious on behalf of the characters you cheer for. So you sort of want to see him do this and move up in his career and go back on, get back on track with what he always wanted to really be, which is a, a you know, a real architect. Oh, that's funny, because I was just like, this is going to be such a mess. Because <laughs> like all the Arcadia stuff comes in and all the Zoe stuff. Yeah. And it just leads to a bunch of headache for Ted, but I guess it, it all works out in the end. But that was where my brain went. Like, no, Ted, don't do it. The Zoe stuff was his own fault. True. And we need Zoe, so we have the... Um, the captain. Yeah, we, well, we have the captain, and we have the... So we have the Blitz episode. That's a very <laughs> yeah. important episode in our experience here. <laughs> Robin's on the couch again in the next scene. She's watching Frank on TV and calling him probably the Don. threat. and She's watching Don on yeah, it's on Frank. She's watching on she's watching Don on TV, calling him, probably getting ready to threaten him again. And it's the wrong number. It's someone who speaks only Spanish, or at least not English. Right. Robin and, tries to confirm the number, but she can't remember it in her head now. Right. So she's this this is a good sign. And I remember says, the first time I watched this, I was like, Oh, Don changed his number. What a good idea. <laughs> that's true. I th- I'm pretty sure I thought that too. And then she finishes that phone call with finished with that. Yeah, which is a nice little ending. Yeah. But it's not the ending. <laughs> right. Nice ending for Robin, I meant. The ending takes place in a dojo 
where Lily walks back in and she immediately identifies the karate kid of the group. <laughs> Even though he's like eight years older at this point. Hey, punk, bit of advice. Next time you step on a kindergarten teacher's neck, you better finish the job. I knew this day would come. And then they just charge at each other. <laughs> really good ending. We don't know who, who won the fight. We do not. I'm guessing him. Probably. He's been training for at least eight <laughs> He's a years. black belt. <laughs> and she had She has nothing to do lessons. except for her hair, you know, slicked back to a ponytail. <laughs> exactly. Okay, what do you think I ranked this? Ninety-seven, almost seventy-nine. Oh, wow! Okay. <laughs> Inverted. So better than you thought. Yeah, definitely. I would have thought it just barely made it, but it was a good episode. But sometimes I overshoot, <laughs> thinking it's going to be better than you ranked it. What was your favorite joke? Um, the whole Marshall band <laughs> doing scene. the band thing. Yes, I mean, like that was what made me snort. So I was like, okay, well, that's that's the winner. I think mine was this just in is what I'm going to say <laughs> while stabbing you. Also good. Uh, my least favorite, I think it's probably the Barney staring at him yeah, during the weird. yeah, like it. I don't think they did a great job with the things Barney does to pick up a girl and the way they played out on Ted. I think that yeah. could have gone a little better. That's I think true. that was one of the. I think that was probably the only weakness of this episode was I did like the idea that he was using his script of picking mm-hmm. up women to get Ted to do this, but you know there's obvious parallels with Jefferson Coates, Coates the third, or Coates with the third or whatever, mm-hmm. trying to get. Marshall to take that job. They've kind of done this before. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think they improved on it. I think it was better with Jefferson Coates. Yep. I think so, too. Uh, Uh, So I think that was my least favorite. Let's see. I didn't pin down the least favorite. I think mine is Robin um, talking to Ted. I don't care how big it was. It's not the same as giving birth. (laughs) I've heard enough poop and fart and whatever jokes from our kid. I'm like... Over them. That's fair. All right, why don't you read the email from Danielle? Hello, Danielle. Welcome back. Hey, guys. I really like this episode. Lily was super funny. Robin was right. You can't do everything, so you fantasize about different paths. I fantasize about what it's like being a filmmaker, a housewife, and yes, even president, where I have total control over everything. But I know I can't do everything. Oh, she's quite the narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) And as long as I keep working toward my goals, fantasizing about the other things isn't a waste of time. Very true. I liked Ted's little speech at the end. I think it rings true. When I was first writing my TV show, I realized how hard it would be to fill up so much space with pure ideas. I would have to get better at expressing my feelings and physically writing them down, often several times, because my imaginary friends became characters in my story. Now, Danielle, this is the first time hearing about you writing a TV show. We need more information. Yeah, that's not that's not a canon on your character <laughs> yeah, that you're writing a TV show. I'm this very like, interested. This is like when when Elaine was all of a sudden revealed to be writing a Murphy, <laughs> Murphy Brown. Brown in Seinfeld. <laughs> My favorite joke was Lily going, where's the poop, Robin, and Robin reacting immediately. I don't think there are any bad jokes. If I had to pick, Marshall saying he thinks Barney and Ted would be a good couple. I don't think they have any chemistry beyond friends. Zero stars. But it was a quick joke, so meh. Love ya. Thanks, Danielle. Yeah, I wouldn't root for those two. Yeah, I don't see that being a a thing that would work out. Ted, (laughs) Ted wants a family and to settle down, and Barney clearly doesn't. 
I could almost see more of a Barney Marshall matchup because they're so different and sort of like an opposites attract. Oh, see, I would kind of think thing. like a Ted Marshall. They both kind of want the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> How about a Brad and Nick? Nick? The hot guy that Robin dates later. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. There's something, it's there's something up. <laughs> nice to picture. <laughs> Okay, I think that's it. If you want to write into us also, it's uh, runklerecaps at gmail.com. And I checked out Twitter for the first time in a long time, so if, you're still, if anyone's still on Twitter, uh, feel free to send a note or say hi. And if you have a vote of which question from the past episodes we should ask uh, the writers, then let us know. Craig Thomas, maybe he'll write us back. I guess I probably should check our Instagram. Yeah, do that. <laughs> So sorry if you've written to us on Instagram and have gotten no response. I kind of forgot it existed. Okay. Well, until next week, let's see what our next episode is. It's Subway Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's hilarious, but um, I, like, I like the way they structure the episode. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of Maury Povich, so, you know, why not? (laughs) (laughs) All right, all, till next week, or hopefully next week, we'll do our best. Aren't Uh, you traveling next week? Yeah, so the week after, (laughs) I'm traveling next week. Uh, But uh, we look forward to Subway Wars. Yes. Thanks for hanging in there. All right, thank you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.